I feel like reading this scripture all over again because this is a prophecy to somebody. Amen. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 4. I want you to put your eyes on the text as I read because God will give you a word from this text. That will be your word. He says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he will form you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you walk through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Amen. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Sheba in your state. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your lives. Amen. Father, bless your word and take your glory in this place. Speak to us, Lord, in a way we shall understand and receive all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may take your seats. I want to talk to you this morning on what the caption understanding the law of process understanding the law of process I don't know why for some reason when I was thinking about the topic of this message what came to my mind as somebody who grew up in an agricultural environment is the production of Gary how many of you know how Gary is produced Gary is very simple in its form but if you know what Gary passes through to become Gary, it goes through a process. First of all, you have to harvest the cassava. Let me give some of you agricultural information now. Second, you have to peel the cassava. You wash the cassava. Then, after you wash, you have to soak the cassava. After you soak, you have to grate the cassava. After you grate, you have to tie it in bags to gather all the water from the cassava. Then after you finish draining the water out of the cassava, then now you fry. That is when it becomes eatable. Now, women who know how the production is made, when they go to the market, just by tasting, they can tell you the history of the process of that cassava. They can say it was too fermented, it was not fried well, there is too much oil, they know exactly the process that it goes through. There is a process that everything in life goes through. And until you understand that process, your life is going to be full of murmuring, complaining, and misunderstanding. But when you understand the process that everything needs to go through, there are some things you don't pray for. There are some things you don't worry about. You just understand that this is a process. I also realize that every meal that tastes good goes through a complicated process. Let me quote one of my favorite meals, which is Ekwan, for example. You have to grate, then you tie it in leaves, you put it in a pot, you don't shake it anyhow, because if you shake it too much, it's going to cause confusion and damage everything. You, you, just, you just tear a little bit. Until when, it's the, 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 when, it's, when, it, when the, the, the cocoyams are stuck to the leaves, then you, you can shake that time and know that it will not be damaged. Call any meal that tastes good, it goes through a complicated process. Now what I'm saying this morning is this. If your life is going to be good, if your life is going to have aroma, 
If your life is going to be attractive, your life needs to go through a process. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Your life needs to go through a process. If you are going to be a man or a woman that will influence your generation, you need to go through a process. If you are going to be a father, a mother, who is going to be a father to fathers, you have to go through a process. But the trouble we have these days is that we live in a microwave mentality generation where people want everything now, 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 now. Nobody wants to go through a process. We want it now. Our prayers are now. I want the miracle now. The prophecy fulfilled now. Everything is now. But God, the God we serve, is the God of process. Amen. That is why you need to understand the law of process. Because if you don't understand the law of process, you can become very angry. When you understand the law of process, when others are celebrating, you don't get jealous. You celebrate with them because they are going through their process. Everybody has their process. This person makes it today, tomorrow will be your turn. Tomorrow is somebody else's turn because everybody has to go through a process. Is somebody hearing me? That is why in the kingdom of God, we have no reason for competition. We have no reason for jealousy because everybody is going through his or own process. Your process is not my process. And my process is not your process. Is somebody hearing me? There are times people get jealous because they see others doing things and they cannot do it. No, we have different processes. The process to make Gary is not the same process to make Kogoyans. They are two different processes. We don't have the same destiny, therefore we, we can never have the same process. Is anybody hearing me? There are people get into this country and in two years they buy a house. Others get into this country after 15 years they buy a house. Everybody has their process. Is somebody hearing me? Don't compare yourself with somebody and get jealous because of their process. My process is different. Your process is different. Tell the neighbor, know your process. Tell the neighbor, understand the law of process. The first part of this verse, it says, this is what the Lord says. Now, this is simple to read, but this statement carries a lot of information. Number one, it is saying that what you are about to hear, it is not man's opinion. It is not a suggestion. This is what God is saying. This is not what some pastor wrote down. What you are about to read has God's signature. That is what it means. Whenever you hear doors, says the Lord. It means that God is signing on whatever he said. Hallelujah. So whatever he said should not be taken lightly. It says, he who created you. What does that mean? What you are about to hear is not coming from anybody else. It's coming from your manufacturer. Now, if I had a car, a TV, or any equipment, and I had a, the manufacturer's manual, and somebody else was telling me something about that car, and I'm reading something else in the manufacturer's manual, which one will I believe? I'm asking you, which one will I believe? I will believe the manual because this is coming from the creator. So God is saying to us this morning, what I'm about to tell you is coming straight from the manufacturer's manual. So any other thing anybody else is telling you, they are lying. So if somebody comes in and tells you, by this time tomorrow, you are going to be a president, and God is telling you there is a process, who do you believe? 
You believe the manual because this is where you were created. The one who created you is who is saying it. The thirteen he says, do not fear. The word do not fear is written in the Bible 366 times. Meaning every day God is telling you, do not fear. Every day God is telling you, do not fear. Fear is the devil's network. God operates through faith and the devil operates through fear. The Bible says the devil is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking for whom to devour. What does that mean? He is not a lion, but he takes the form of a lion. And when he comes in that form, he makes you afraid. And once you are afraid, he overpowers you, then that is how he functions. But when he comes and you understand that this is the devil, James says resist the devil and he will flee from you. So once you understand that this is the devil and you stand your ground, then the devil goes away. The devil is going to suggest fear. He's going to bring fear. And once that fear overpowers you, then the devil has overpowered you. That is why fear, which is F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. Can I say it again? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Things that are not real, but the devil is projecting those things as if they are real to make you afraid. And once you are afraid, then he overpowers you. The Lord says, fear not. Why? It says, for I have redeemed you. The word redeem here is the same word for ransom. You know, when kidnappers arrest somebody, they ask for a ransom. That money that you pay to get that person released is a ransom. So God is saying, before you ever get into trouble, I already paid your ransom for their freedom. Is somebody, anybody hearing me this morning? Before you can ever get into any complicated situation in life, I already provided a way of escape for you. So there is nothing you can ever encounter that takes God by surprise. Because God prepared your deliverance before you even got into captivity. Is somebody hearing me this morning? He said, I have redeemed you. I have delivered you. Then the next he said, I summon you by name. Isn't it amazing that God knows your name? God knows your name. The Bible says God knows the number of hair that is on your head. Can you imagine that? God knows the details of your life. God knows that best mark that is on your back or whatever part of your body. God knows every detail of your life because he created you. He was the one who designed you. He was the architect of your life. He put your bones together. He knew the veins and how they run through your body. He wired you. He knows you by name. So what God is saying is this. Whatever you are going through, don't worry because I know you. Hallelujah. I created you. I know you by name. Then he goes what I said. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Now reading this brings me questions. If you know me by name, and you love me so much, you say all the things about me, and I'm going through the waters. Normally, if I'm about to go through the water, if you love me, what you need to give me is, give me a canoe, or give me a boat, or give me a ship to go through the waters. But the Lord is saying that, when you are going through it, I won't take you out, but I'll be with you. Now, waters in the Bible symbolizes cleansing. There are some things you go through as a Christian that God is using those things to cleanse you. There are some troubles you go through that God is using that trouble to cleanse you. There are some difficulties you experience that God is using those difficulties to cleanse you. And God is saying, 
Even though you feel that these waters are about to drown you, I am I'm going to be standing by to make sure that you don't drown, but that you are cleansed at the end. That's what God is saying. When you go through the waters, I will be with you. In number two, he says, again, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you. I thought God, after I just went through the waters, now you bring me to dry ground. God said, no. After the shallow rivers, I'm taking you now to the oceans, to the rivers. But he won't drown you. You won't, you won't be drowned. What does that mean? God will take you from one situation to the other until you are cleansed, until you are completely, you are completely pure, and there is no impurity in you that will hinder his work in your life. Hallelujah. When you pass through the rivers, I will be with you. So there are some troubles designed for you that those troubles are not designed to kill you. Those troubles are designed to cleanse you. There are some impurities that we have in our hearts. Sometimes if you are somebody who has bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, or grudges, God is going to place you in circumstances that will take out those grudges. And until, you, until those grudges are taken out, you will continue to stay in the river until you are cleansed. Until that bitterness is taken out, you will continue to stay in, the, in, that, in that river until you are cleansed. If you are somebody who has no grace to tolerate, every job you go to, God will give you a boss that gets on your nerves. Because God wants, to, God, God wants you to get to that place where nothing offends you. And when you have graduated and come to that place where you are no longer offended, then God takes you out. So he says that when you pass through the rivers, I'll be in the boat watching you as you continue to struggle to swim until when you learn to understand that this is the process I'm taking you to make you who I want you to be, then I take you out. So if you are staying too long in your river, understand that you are not, you are not following the process. Because when you understand that I'm in this river, because of God's process, you will learn what God wants you to learn and get out of the river. But if you don't understand that you are in this river for a reason, you will continue to struggle to swim. That is why you leave this situation and enter the next situation, it is the same thing. Because God is watching you in that river so that you are cleansed. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Yes. The next thing he says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So after taking me from the river, I thought by now I should have graduated now and come out and be dry. God brings me from the water. He puts me in the flames. And he tells me I will not be consumed. Flames, fire in the Bible talks about purification. It talks about trial. It talks about God refining your character. Why will God allow me to go through the fire? Why will God allow me? Because you read this text, it says I'm precious in his sight. I am loved by him. He knows me by name. Why would God allow me to go through the fire? Can you imagine seeing a father who is in the house with a son? And the son is burning his hands and the father, is, the father is watching and not saying anything. You may call a wicked father. Many Christians or many people don't understand the law of process. When things get difficult, they say, God, why me? Why should I go through this thing? Why will I suffer like this? Why will my own always be like this? Why are my things always difficult? Because they don't understand the law of process. God says, when you pass through the fire, I will be with you. Now, why would God allow me to go through the fire? Listen, 
Any precious matter in life goes through fire. Before gold is what you see that we wear today, we buy for hundreds of dollars. It is refined in fire. If you are going to come out attractive and be that man that God wants you to be, you are going to go through fire. That's why he says that when you are going through that fire, the fire is not designed to burn you, but the fire is designed to burn anything in your life that will stop you from shining. Is anybody hearing me? The fire is designed to burn all the parasites in your life, not to burn you. So while you are going through the fire, even though you feel the heat, the heat is not intended for you. The heat is intended for those things in your life that are hindering you from becoming who God wants you to be. Why would God allow me to go through the fire? Fire is the test of character. When you go through fire, that is when everything about you, you know when you light fire in a bush, in a quiet bush, insects start to jump out. Like sometimes uh, in, 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 in Cameroon, when we used to burn our farms, you see ram moles will run out. And, and all kinds of animals begin to run out. When God lights you on fire, any sacred thing in your life will come out. Listen, as things are well, things are fine, anybody can have a good character when things are fine. But when you start going through fire, that is when their true nature is revealed. There are some people, as long as you walk with them, you never offend them, you never say anything contrary to what they want to hear, they'll be fine. But the moment you step on their toes, they will tell you your biography. Because fire reveals character. And God is saying, I am going to light fire, light until every bad character in you has come out. When you pass through the fire, I will be with you. God is allowing that fire because that fire has a purpose. Amen. Fire is a test of true conviction. If you doubt me, ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were before the king, the king showed them fire. He said, look, if you want to leave, Denounce that your God. Bow down before me and you'll be saved. But if you deny, this is the fire. And the Bible said the king commanded his servants to increase the heat of the fire seven times to the point where those who went to increase the heat were, were all consumed by the fire. And even in that fire, these men did not change their minds. They continued to say, O oh, king, let it be known unto you that even if our God will not deliver us. We will not bow. There are some of us who come to church now, we are worshipping because things are fine. Let's more difficulties pack in your family or your job. We will not see you again. When fire appears, faith disappears. Fire is a test of true conviction. When things begin to get difficult, we need to call the name of the Lord. We need to serve the Lord. If you are kicked out of your house today, your car is repossessed, your job, you are fired. We used to come to church and worship the Lord and say, give him praise. Because fire is a test of true conviction. What you are convicted, what you believe, fire will test that thing. And God always knows how to test it. Number one, the last, fire is a test of true motives. Listen, like I said, somebody walks into the church and says, Pastor, I want to serve in this church. I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. And they are very zealous. And then one morning, in the course of doing that, one leader yells at them. That is it. They exit the church. They, 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 you don't see them again. Because fire will come to test your genuine motives. If you are here for yourself or you are here for God. 
God will light fire to see your motive, to see what are the things that are difficult. There are people who started businesses, started ministries, started things with zeal. But when fire came, everything was quenched because their motive was not right. Why would God allow me to go through this fire? Unfortunately today, many Christians don't understand the law of process. So whenever they see fire, they get fire extinguished and they try to quench it out. They declare three-day fasting to quench the fire. No, the more you fast, the more God increases the fire. That is why sometimes you pray and pray and pray and things get worse. Because that fire is not from the devil. That fire is from God. So when you pray, you're finding the fire. The fire is catching more. Because God is designing that fire for you. It is not from the devil. And last thing the scripture says, from the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. Like I said, many Christians associate difficulties to the devil. Anytime a difficulty appears, whether it's in their marriage, in their job, in their business, in their career, the first thing that people think about is the devil. But God is saying, the fire and the waters that you are going to go through is from the Holy One of Israel. So even when you are going through that fire, God is still holy. Even when you are going through that difficulties, God is still holy. God is still a good God when you are suffering. Because that suffering is intended for a higher purpose. Is somebody hearing me? It says these things are coming from the Holy One of Israel. Once we don't see our breakthroughs, or once we get disappointed, we say, oh, I know that in my village they don't want me to prosper. My aunt is against me. My grandmother is against me. My mother-in-law don't like me. That is why these things are happening to me. But God is saying, look, this water you are passing through, this fire you are going through, is from the Holy One of Israel. It's not from the devil. I am responsible for whatever you're going through. So that is why as a Christian, before you start to bind and cast, you should ask yourself, what I'm going through, is it of God or is it of the devil? You must have discernment to understand the source of your problems. Now, why does God allow us to go through process? Why does God allow us to go through process? Number one, process is God's formula for making men. Let me say it again. Process is God's formula for making men. Remember in the Bible when he called the disciples, he said to them, in Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter 1 verse 17, he said, then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He did not say, follow me and you become fishers of men. He said, follow me and I will make. In other words, when you follow me in the process of you following me, I will make you fishers of men. And it took Jesus three and a half years to make them fishers of men. When they followed him, they did not understand. They grumbled, they complained. Peter came one time to Jesus and said, Master, we have left our houses, our families, and everything we had to follow you. What is our benefit? What is our reward? And Jesus said, there is no man who has abandoned all these things that will not get a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. God takes a process to make men. Hallelujah. God takes a process to make men. Most people who are strong today, most people who have impact today, are people who went through a process. Hallelujah. Every great man, every great woman has a story. 
Sometimes we celebrate their story, we celebrate their success, but we don't understand where they came from. It takes God time to produce somebody that he can place somewhere in his name. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It took Jesus three and a five, three and a half years to make him fishers of men. There are people today who want to become apostles, doctors, reverends. They want to leave the congregation without ever learning from anybody and become apostles. I know boys like in Cameroon today that I used to know them in church. They've never been in any Bible school. They've never served in any ministry. And the next time I see them on Facebook, they are bishop, doctor. They want to skip the process and become great in one day. The God we serve is the God of process. He takes you step by step from glory to glory, day after day, because he is the God of process. Is anybody hearing me? Some people step into this country, and in one year they want to be like somebody who has been here 15 years. No, the God we serve is the God of process. He will take you from 1350 to 1525, 1525 to 18, 18 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 45, 45 to 60, then six figures. But there are some people, once you discuss with somebody, maybe you meet with somebody in an occasion, and the person tells you I'm making six figures. Now, you go home and start praying unnecessary prayers because you want to skip the process. The God we serve is the God of process. Is anybody hearing me? Is the God of process. It says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Think about Abraham. God called Abraham and said to Abraham, come out from your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. And I will make you fathers of many nations. Honestly speaking, Abraham did not see that prophecy fulfilled in his lifetime. That prophecy was fulfilled through Jacob. When Jacob had the 12 sons, then they went to Egypt and multiplied. From Egypt, they went into the promised land. But that was a prophecy that God gave to Abraham. Now imagine me and you today, and God said to you, I will make you a father of many nations. We shall be praying, oh God, you said I will be a father of many nations. Where are the nations? But Abraham understood that there was something greater than just him. God was working out a legacy through him. Is anybody hearing me? Think about, think about Jesus. Jesus was a Messiah. The Bible says Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Can you believe that? Jesus himself suffered. But there are Christians who don't like any suffering. Any suffering in their life is from the devil. They rebuke him, they ban him. Suffering is of God. God uses suffering to refine us, to purify our characters. Hallelujah. Jesus could have come on earth decide to come and stay in the White House, be the President of the United States, change the Constitution to save the world. But he went to Nazareth, born of a carpenter, the lowest profession in the land. He suffered with his parents, escaped from Herod, many times wanted to kill him. But he was God. And the Bible says he learned obedience through the things he suffered. Now I'm saying this to you to let you know that whatever you are going through is not always the devil. Sometimes God is allowing the things you are going through to build your destiny. Is anybody hearing me? God allows the things you go through to build your destiny. And lastly, think about Joseph. God showed him a dream, how he was great. The Bible says he even saw a dream where his father and mother were bound down before him. So the guy knew he was going to be great. But God did not show him the prison. 
God did not show him the Potiphar's house. But that was a process for Joseph to get to the place where he needed to be. And you must understand that from the time that Joseph got into Egypt, when he was accused by Potiphar's wife, to the time when Joseph sat on the throne as prime minister was 13 years. 13 years. But there are some of us when we pray for something for six months, we don't see it, we want to die. We want to arrest everybody because we've not seen that thing. The God we serve is the God of process. Hallelujah. The God of process. Tell the neighbor, undergo the process. Tell the neighbor, go through the process. Tell the neighbor, go through the process. What am I saying this morning? I know that God has said you'll be a millionaire. God has said you'll be a mother. God has said you'll be a wife. God has said you get that job. God has said you start your own business. God has said you'll be an international minister. But all these things will go through a process. Hallelujah. You will go through a process. Number two. Why does God allow us to go through a process? Nothing tangible in life. Nothing is tangible in life except it goes through a process. Hallelujah. Nothing is tangible in life unless it goes through a process. Now listen to what Proverbs chapter 20 verse 21 says. Proverbs 20 21 says, An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Anything you acquire so fast will not last. That's what the Bible is saying. Anything you acquire rapidly that you do not work for, you don't understand how it came, it will not last. So when God wants you to last, the people that are strong, who are unshakable, are those who have gone through a process. Now if you take, let's say, a man of God who has been in ministry, who has seen all kinds of things, and you blackmail a man of God, it doesn't mean anything to them. Because they've gone through a process. But if you take a man who has not experienced anything, maybe make him a pastor of a large congregation, and two months after, somebody accuses him of blackmailing, they may commit suicide because they've never gone through anything. The Bible says those who are strong in the law are like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken. It takes process to make men strong. It takes process to make Christians strong. The Christians who are firm in their faith, who are strong in their conviction, are those who have gone through a process. Hallelujah. Nothing is tangible except it has gone through a process. I found out that an elephant is pregnant for two, and for two years. An elephant is pregnant for two years. And a shark is pregnant for three and a half years. So if you see an elephant strong the way it is strong and big the way it is big, the pregnancy too is different. If you see a shark the way it is wild in the sea and devours everything in the sea, the shark is pregnant for three and a half years. But there are some of us who want to give birth to elephants and sharks in six months. We want to push that baby so fast, you give birth to a rabbit. If you want to give birth to an elephant miracle, it will take time. If you want to give birth to a sharp miracle, it will take time. Yes. Hallelujah. God takes us through the process. I want you to tell the neighbor, it is taking long because my pregnancy is an elephant pregnancy. Tell the neighbor, it is taking long because my pregnancy is an elephant pregnancy. I'm not pregnant with a goat. I'm not pregnant with a rabbit. 
I have an elephant miracle that is about to happen. That is why it's taking long. I have a shark miracle that is about to happen. That is why it's taking long. So don't judge me because I'm looking tired in my third trimester and I'm not giving birth. What I'm about to give birth to is something greater than any local animal. Hallelujah. I have a giant miracle that is coming. Hallelujah. Number three, why does God allow us to go through process? God cannot give a man anything unless he has taken him through a process. God cannot trust any man who has not gone through a process. Every man in the Bible that God used, he took them through a process. Before Jesus, today, is crowned in glory, he went through the cross. The Bible says he was given a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. But when you read verse 2 of Philippians chapter, chapter 2, it says, Let this mind be in you who was in Christ. It says, Who in the very nature of God did not consider himself robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself even unto death and died a death on the cross. And today, he is seated at the right of God the Father Almighty. Many of us want the glory, but not the cross. We want the glory, but not the cross. If you are going to see the glory, you must carry the cross. That's what Jesus says. Anyone who wants to follow me, carry your cross and follow me. Because the path to glory is the, is the path of the cross. Only those who carry their crosses are able to see the glory. Those who drop their cross will never see the glory. Before there is a resurrection, there is a grave. Is anybody hearing me? There are days you'll be silent, you'll be buried, you'll be crushed. But that is where God resurrects you because when he resurrects you, he takes all the glory. Hallelujah. God will never give you anything or trust you with anything except you've gone through a process. After God tested Abraham, read Genesis chapter 22 verse 12. He told Abraham, give me your son, your only son. Can you imagine? I always call the example like me. I have just one son. The Lord said, give me your son. And the Lord is not saying, give me that son, like let me send him to ministry. If God said, give me my son to ministry, okay, my boy, go. Become a, become a prophet, an apostle. It was different. God said, I'm asking to kill this boy for me. That was a process. Can you imagine the distance? from the house to the place where Abraham had to sacrifice his son. I guess he had to go through multiple breaks because Abraham was thinking, is this really possible? I don't know what he did to escape with the boy from the house without telling the wife. Maybe he told the lad, said, where are you guys going? We are going for hunting. And he took the boy. Walked to the place and put the boy on the altar. When he was about to raise his hand to kill the boy, the Lord said, do not touch him. Say, now I know. The Bible says, let me read it. Genesis chapter 22 verse 12 said, Do not lay your hand on the land or do anything for him. He said, Now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Genesis 22 verse 12. He said, Now I know. You said it before, but now I know. What does that mean? Before God will know whether you love him or not, he will pass you through a process. Before God will know whether you truly stand for him or not, he will pass you through a process. And that process is going to determine whether you love him or not. 
And that is when God said to him, I will make you a father of many nations. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. But this came after a process. Many of us want to connect to the faith of Abraham without going through the process. Like I said before, God takes process to check your motives, your love for him. God's process is his exam that will test if you are trustworthy. Because listen, many people start the race, but in the process, many give up. Many abandon. Many resign. But those who go through the process till the end, the Bible says, he that endures till the end shall be saved. Because God is a God of process. I always tell this story about a man of God who started his ministry. He left the Bible school on fire, preaching the gospel. He knew that once I start my church, the church is going to grow. But unfortunately, when he started his church, it was just him, his wife, and two children with four of his sympathizing friends who came to him. And they were there in the ministry. You know, a young ministry, their offering is the same every Sunday because it's the same people. And he was fasting and praying, doing evangelism, inviting people. But nobody was coming. After multiple years of being around with this same number of people, one day he had a dream in the night. And the Lord said to him, you are, I know you're traveling tomorrow. You are going to go to the road. When you get to the road, there will be a Peugeot car with this matriculation. You will enter that car, and that car will have an accident, and you will be the only one to die. They don't tell anyone. So he got up in the morning. He was truly about to go for a journey. Once he stepped to the road, he saw the same car that he saw in the dream. If it was me and you today, we'll declare three days fasting. Any power that wants to kill me, I cancel it. But the man of God knew that this was not the devil, it was God. He got into the car. Knowing that he was about to die. But he was too careful to obey the Lord even unto death. There are some of us standing here today, we only obey God in our, in, in our convenience. That is what certain things the Lord is asking you to do. It's so difficult for you to do because it has to be convenient for you to do it. Until you come to that place where you are willing to obey God to death, God cannot trust you with anything. He got into the car. As they drove several miles, he heard a voice saying to him, step down and go back home. And he told the driver, I'm not going home, I'm not traveling again. The driver said, why? He said, no, just drop me. He dropped and got back home. On his way back home, walking around the, the neighborhood of very uh, rich people, like a GR, where this ex rich guy stays, two kids were staying, two kids were playing in front of the house. And a bike was passing, a motorcycle, and just knocked two of the boys, and they all fell down and died. Before him. And the man of God was so confused, like, I just had a terrible nightmare that I almost lost my life, and God delivered me. Then now, these two boys are dying right before me. What kind of life is this? He went and held the boy, and the bike man ran away. He was trying to see if he could rescue the boys. God said to him, leave the boys and go home. He left the boys there like he watched two kids who just died, and he walked away. This man was a very wealthy man, a millionaire. On the day of the funeral, when these boys were about to be removed from the mortuary, all his friends, his senators, governors, 
ministers from everywhere will come to sympathize with him. There are canopies all over the place like in a field for the funeral. The Lord spoke to the man of God again in the night. He said, tomorrow, go and pray for those boys. And he, he didn't really understand what it means because when people die, some people believe in praying for dead people. So you pray for them so that they can go to heaven or things like that. He obeyed the Lord. He went to the place of the funeral the next day and told the, the family, I would like to pray for the boys. They all said, well, man, go ahead. Because he didn't understand exactly what he was about to do. Once he stepped into the room where the boys were kept, the Lord said, drive everybody out. He drove everybody out. And the Lord said, command life into them now. He obeyed, commanded life into them. The two boys rose up from the dead. And he held the hand of the two boys and came out from the door. When he stood at the door, the Lord said to him, you've been asking me for multiple years for members. These are your members. Yeah. The father of those boys went mad. He said, where are you coming from? What is your name? Where is your church? What is your address? When the man of God was trying to describe, first, that is a too local for you to be there. He called his boy, said, go to town. Look for any abandoned cinema hall. Buy it tonight. Tomorrow we are having church service. The next day, the funeral continued, but it was no longer for the dead. It was a celebration in church for the resurrection of the two boys. But it took him process. Many of us don't want to go through things like that. We want to just jump from some hey, celebration. Nobody wants to go through the process. But the God we serve is the God of process. Is anybody hearing me this morning? The God of process. As I close this morning, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, says, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. It says again in Psalms 30, verse 5, it says, for his anger is for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Tell them about joy is coming. Tell them about joy is coming. And lastly, it says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. After you have suffered a while, God will perfect you, God will strengthen you, and God will settle you. So whatever you go through, beloved, God is working something in your life. Hallelujah. Whatever you are going through right now, God is working something in your life. Understand the law of process. The Bible says Abraham did not stagger in faith, neither did he waver in unbelief, but he was strong in the law, giving glory to the Lord. Even when he was childless, he got to say, to God be the glory. I'm a father of many nations. To God be the glory. He kept praising God because he understood that God was taking him through a process. I want to announce to somebody, whatever you are going through, child of God, is a process. That process will not end in disgrace. It will end in a testimony. Hallelujah. Can you stand on your feet? Do not be discouraged by what you are going through. You will prosper. You will have that baby. You will get that job. You will start that business. That business will grow. That marriage will work. That promotion is coming. That prophecy will come to pass. 
May God give you grace to go through the process. Somebody talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Give him glory.